Hello. Welcome back. In. Not see you again. Okay, well, that's... Oh, I you can see me! I can see you, I can't see them. I'm talking to them, Crit. Huh? Huh? I don't know. It's been a long day. Cindy, I don't know who you are. Okay, that's fair. I don't know who I am some days. Feel that? Not had enough sleep this week. Also feel that. Except for last night, I went to bed at... It was fantastic. I was asleep on the couch. Daniel woke me up at 10.30, and then we went to bed. Five this morning. Not by choice. But I felt better being up at five. I always feel better when I wake up earlier. But I have demon spawn for children who think that as soon as it gets dark, it's playtime and don't go to bed until midnight. Oh, good God. Like, literally. I've tried everything. With it getting darker earlier, we eat super early. Yeah. Like, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I think the latest we've eaten all week is 6.30. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go take a bath. Bath time. Go bath, you know, get out. I'm all, you know, put warm clothes on. I'm okay, let's lay down. Nope. And they're like, I'm hungry. Hey. Yep. My kids, they know the routine. Eight o'clock, your ass better be in bed. I don't care. I really don't even care if it's your bed at this point. Find a place to lay down. Go to sleep. It is time. Get over it. Getting darker earlier. And so that's not helping at all because by, you know, 630, I'm ready for bed. So I'm like, oh, it's dark outside. That means that it's bedtime. And then I forget, I still have another hour and a half. Stay awake and do things. I am a night owl, so I'm up when it's dark. All evenings, when it, really, I love them. Does it make me want to go to sleep? Must have gotten that. Yeah. Oh. It's just not working for me. Not. I'm sitting here right now, and I'm like, oh, so comfy. Let me go to sleep. I can't sleep on a couch. I can't sleep on a couch or a chair. Like, my bed is the only place. But I was raised that that was the only place. Like, you sleep in your bedroom, sit on a couch. Like, that was never really an option. I guess if you were sick, you could lay on the couch. But if you were sick, you shouldn't be watching TV so you I'm that parent just because my kids try to play me. And I'm like, all right, I guess if you're sick, you got to lay in your bed all day. And then they're like, no, I'm not sick anymore. And I was like, I fucking knew it. Assholes. So what, how do people, parents, how do you distinguish whenever kid is pretending to be sick and is actually sick? Because we've ran into some issues lately with our oldest. And apparently in the last month, he's had food poisoning twice once god once from a cheeseburger so this was yesterday he missed school yesterday burger from the food truck in town and then 
don't know, three, four weeks ago, it was loaded nachos from the ice cream shop in town. We had food poisoning and had to stay home because he was puking and pooping. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, that doesn't sound like food poisoning. I don't think I've ever had it. Like, not a bad enough case. Oh, I have. Oh, I have. It's bad. So, like, I was but always But it's not told, a, like, 24-hour deal. Like, you're not getting over it. Like, at least in mine, that's what I've I did always been not told. get over it that like, fast. It's a couple-day deal. Like, and especially if you get bad food poisoning, it's a couple-day deal. And mine was all my fucking fault because I'm an idiot, okay? What Let me just eat? preface this. I'm a fucking moron. I already knew that. Just tell us what you ate. I ate shrimp from the Mexican restaurant that had been sitting out all night. That's that is yeah. what got me. That's yep, one thousand percent. I know that I'm an idiot. That when it came sense. back up, it wasn't any fucking better. Let me tell you, it was it wasn't too bad. Like eating it, but even Daniel was like, "You shouldn't do that," and I was like, "I will be fine." I was not fine. For like three days. I was not fine. It was awful. So, his excuse flies at his mother's house. Right. At our house, that stuff doesn't fly. So, he has anxiety. Mm-hmm. We all know this. He has anxiety that causes him to have a stomach ache. Like, he'll have a stomach ache in the mornings. And it happens a lot on Monday mornings. Or Friday mornings. Like, Friday's when you do tests at school. Mm-hmm. And Monday, like, he's going back to school from the weekend. He doesn't want to. So, at our house, I'm like, okay. Well, if your stomach hurts, you know, I'll get you some medicine. You need to tell me how your stomach hurts. Because if it's, oh, I've got the poops, and it just started this morning. But it's not, like, running out of me. Like, that's not sick, really. Right. You know, so, like, at our house, it's easier for me to tell. But whenever he's telling me, like, oh, I had food poisoning yesterday from a cheeseburger. I'm like, well, that sounds like you had too much grease. Also, it takes... You don't get food poisoning right away. Like, you... Like, it doesn't happen right away. That It it takes... Like, overnight. It takes a good chunk of time for you to get like sick. Like, overnight. So, like, if he had it for supper. Even a little bit over, like, it doesn't happen, like, that next day. I feel like maybe, like, that next night. Or, like, When it's, like, hit your tract. Or, like, middle of the next day, maybe. That would have been, like, 12 hours. Yeah, okay. But, comes home, or comes to my work today, and he's like, I didn't go to school yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah? Why is that? Uh, I had food poisoning. What'd you eat? A cheeseburger from the food truck. Like, well, did you call them and tell them? Because they might have gotten a bad batch of burger. Right. Like, I've seen it happen at places. Like, they get a bad batch of chicken, burger, whatever the food is, and it makes people sick. Like, that's something that if you think you really got food poisoning, as an adult, I'm not saying that he should have called, but his mother should have called and been like, hey, my kid got sick after eating a cheeseburger and whatever the side was. Like, you might want to check those. Or if you've gotten any other calls, like, you might see if it's bad. Right. Or, like, pull it from the menu. 
I would totally have been fine if he was like, yeah, think I got food poisoning. I was sick all day yesterday with the runs. He wasn't throwing up, but he had the runs. Oh, that could be from anything. I drink too much coffee and I got the runs. Um, a greasy cheeseburger would give with, him the runs. With a kid that already has stomach issues. Exactly. Maybe. I don't know. I've shit my pants too fucking much. I don't shit my pants. I've done it so many times. It's no, ridiculous. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. I cannot believe that that shit happens to me as often. However, it doesn't happen as often as it happens to my sister, so. But she has IBS, and I don't. Are you sure? I might. I don't really know. But how do you, how do you tell? How do I tell? Like... I can tell with the two little ones because I'm with them all the time. With Remington, he's not there. He's only there part-time. So, like, whenever he wakes up Monday morning, I'm like, well, dude, we all ate the exact same stuff. So there was one night when I had you all over for supper, Mm -hmm. and we had that pasta, some kind of pasta. And it was real buttery. Like, I put too much buttery stuff in it, real rich sauce on it. Even woke up the next morning with a stomach ache. He what? It wasn't food poisoning or anything. He just had, like, it was too much butter in the food. Yeah. And then I talked to you guys later, and one one of you guys was probably Daniel. Yeah, was had a little bit of an upset stomach too. So like, I can understand that. If somebody else would have been like, "Yeah, I think your food gave me food poisoning," I would be like, "No, not food Wrong. poisoning," but. Like, I could see that it would have given you the runs because it had a lot of buttery and rich flavors in it. Right. But I'm like, dude, it's not food poisoning. But his mom has to call the school and tell him something. Literally, probably the world's worst kids being sick. One, I can tell. I really can tell when my kids are sick most of the time. Her was having her stomach issues or whatever. And... There was a day that I took her to school and she's like, mom, my tummy hurts. And I'm like, all right, go inside and have breakfast. You know, you'll be fine. It's okay. And she was crying to me and I'm like, girl, and I would, this is where I'm a bad mom. Told her, suck it up. She was fine. Because she would also do it just to get out of school, just to get out of going to school. And so I'm like, no, no, you're fine. Go eat breakfast. You're good. Get a call from the nurse. Probably she'd been at school running a fever and i'm like motherfucker i'm like i am so sorry i was like she did know me that she had a stomach ache and like i apologized to them i apologized to her i wanted to cry because i'm like i'm the world's worst fucking mom but i was also raised in the household that i don't give a fuck if you're sick if you're not throwing up if you're not you're dying, going you go to, to school. school yeah if yeah. you are not throwing up and even if you did throw up and you feel better you're gonna go to school yeah same and so, I went to school a lot of days that I was sick. Is that acceptable now? No. That is 1,000% not acceptable. I always had a goal to not miss any days that weren't, like, so I went to a lot of FFA stuff. So, like, I missed days for that. But right. But for school activities, so they didn't count towards your actual days of missing. I had a goal through high school to not miss any days. You know how many days I showed up to school with a box of tissues and a bottle of NyQuil, even though I wasn't supposed to have the bottle of NyQuil, I still, or DayQuil, not NyQuil. That would knock me on my ass. fucked up at school. <laughs> but I would take that all day. I would just take the DayQuil all day 
and then have my box of tissues and a bag of cough drops because I'm like, I have to be here. And back then, better to be at school than at home. Fair enough. So even if I was sick, I wanted to be at school because I could get away with slacking a little bit, you know, sitting in the back, not answering questions, that kind of stuff. So I always went to school. And then like everything with COVID, you can't even send your kid anywhere. Right. Like you have a runny nose because of allergies and it's like, eh, your kid's sick. No, it's just allergies. And then, granted, my sophomore year of high school, I became a rebel. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I didn't want it. Like, I was going through such a fucking hard time. My sophomore year of high school, my junior year of high school, I was like, I'm going to miss as many fucking days as I want to. I have a car. I'm going to go do whatever I want. My parents don't need to know. I sounded enough like, oh, God, I hope nobody from school is listening I sounded enough like my mom that any days that I missed, they were all excused because my mom called. Right. I was sick. Then my senior year of high school, my sister had to die, so I was out of school for a hot minute there. So, I've had a couple different people, whenever I talk to them about, like, the amount of days. Last year, Remington missed over a month of school crazy because i didn't even like i missed a little over that with my sister understandable but that was because my sister died like before that i had barely i would call but it would be like once every like three months i fucking didn't want to go but i was also a really good student right i really was as long as you're passing i could see why they want to have issues with it so Remington was missing so many days. It was at least a day a week sometimes. So like one month, it'd be one to two days a week. be missing for nothing. Oh, well, he's sick. Or, oh, you know, he thought he was coming down with blah, blah, blah. So we had to go to the doctor. But he's good. And it got so bad. I was talking to other parents and I'm like, like, what am I going to do? Because this is too many. Like, he's failing classes. And then... And that's a bad thing to start in elementary school going into junior high. So then I had a parent tell me that they had a friend from around here that their child was out sick with something for a week and a half or something. And then got better and went to school for a week or a couple days and then got something else. So it was like strep throat or the flu and then got something else that kept him out for like a week. EFS was called on. Yeah. Yes. So when does it get to the point where Stephen and I need to talk to Stephanie again? Because we've already talked to her multiple times and been like, He needs to stop missing school, first of all, because he misses days for nothing. And second of all, you need to start telling us when he misses school. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't when it's a bullshit reason. The last time that he had food poisoning with air quotations, she actually called and was like, hey, I'm sick too. So I'm pretty sure this is actually food poisoning. He's not trying to play it or anything. 
And so we were like, okay, he didn't call yesterday. And she's got a job. See, I am also the parent who, if I know my kid's lying, but they're not telling me that they're lying. All right, well, I guess that you can stay home today, but you're going to lay in your bed all day. Like, you're, that's what you're doing. You're not getting out of your bed. Even if you feel better, nope, you're sick. If we go and do something tonight, you're going to have to stay home. Like, this is more geared towards Hadley. Right. Because we wouldn't leave, like, the little babies at home or whatever. But they don't, they also usually don't try. Hazel definitely doesn't. She's too young to know what that is. Harper has done it maybe twice. Hadley tries to do it. Usually because, oh, I don't want to pick up the toys. My belly hurts. I have to go to the bathroom, you know? Yeah. Like, I've seen her do that. And, like, that's little. Right. Compared to, like, not wanting to go to school, so playing sick. Right. And Hadley hasn't done that very often. She is very good about liking school. She wants to go to school. So usually when she asks to stay home from school, there's one of two reasons. There's something coming up that's making her nervous. She does not want to go, or she's actually sick. So, I'm always like, I always test her with the, if I don't know for sure, I always test her with the, where you're going to have to stay in bed all day. Like, there's no watching TV. You're just actually going to sleep. The last time she was sick, she was like, okay. Yeah, and she's like, okay. And And I'm like, all right. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go lay down. Like, oh, that poor girl. Like, she actually is sick. Yeah. Like, you said she was sick, and I was like, oh, okay. We still came over, and I was like, oh, she actually. Yeah, she was lost her poor voice. Yeah, she was like, miserable. Her eyes were all swollen. I was like, oh. That was in the summer. Yeah. That was during the summer whenever she got allergies, I think is what it was. Probably like allergies that turned into a sinus infection. Yeah. Something like that. Like, it it was over within a couple of days, but. For a couple of days there, she was She's a little rough. rough. <laughs> I was like, you poor thing. I did feel really bad for her then. So speaking on the sick and stuff, doctor's appointments? Oh, I went and got my... Talked about it last episode, but I hadn't done it yet. I went to the doctor... I do my Zoloft refilled. Yeah. Started taking it. That first day was rough. Yeah. Second day was rougher. Second day wasn't so bad. That first day. That first fucking day. I could not concentrate on a goddamn thing. I was just sitting there. I probably looked like a crackhead because my eyes are just wandering all around. She totally did. She walked into my kitchen and started looking out the back window. I'm like, what are you looking at? I don't know. It's dark outside. You can't see anything. (laughs) Literally could not keep an attention span for anything. Because I, you know, I was down and then that's a high. So, like, my brain hadn't got there yet. And so I was just full speed on a high. A really good comparison of this is if you're ever talking to somebody and you can, like, like a druggie is what I'm going to compare it to. Thank you. And, like, you're trying to look them in the eyes to have a conversation, and their eyes are just, like, going all over, and they're kind of, like, looking and twitching and going everywhere. That's what she looked like. I, I really I should have videoed it. I was. I would have been hilarious. And I knew that, like, I knew that, one, I knew what it was from. Ooh, like, I knew that I was doing it. And I made everyone else aware that, that, that I wasn't on crack. Well, sort of. 
that like I had, a prescription crack. Right. In a I way. first take the first time I've taken my Zoloft in three months, so it had to like restart itself, and I'm just over there. And we should have not went out that day. She was in La La Land, and I wanted to be with her. I should have just stayed at home. That was also my first like actual day of work, and I did get a lot of shit done there. I love my job, actually. It's so much, like, I say it's so much fun, but it's just nice being out of the fucking house. Zoloft has kicked in, doing much better. Haven't gotten any routine yet. I'm trying. I really am, but I've only been taking it. Today has been a week. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's It, it hasn't, like... Takes a couple of weeks for it to actually like kick in. Right, like kick all the way in. So I'm just here. I don't know. Literally here. That's it. For works. Take a little. It'll be fine. Well, it'll be all right. I just hope that it works how it's supposed to. It'll just feel bleh. Take zero medications, daily medications. I've never taken daily medication. Except for like birth control. Good for you. For a little bit. And yeah, this is stupid. I'm- I couldn't remember to take birth control. I'm doing way better with Zoloft. Yeah. The second round, the first round, I've fucked off a lot. Second round, I've taken them solid for every day. It hasn't been at the same time every day. It's just when I remember. However, been every day. Usually in the mornings. Yesterday was it was Wednesday. So I took it at noon yesterday before I left the house. But you know, I usually take it like seven o'clock in the morning. It's slowly working. I just need to get into a routine. Get there. Slowly getting there. I also need to get it just in a routine in general. So like Waking up early, getting my shit done around the house before the kids and Daniel wake up. Daniel wakes up, then the kids wake up. Like, I need to have that steady routine yeah, all the time. I start walking in the morning. That will help. Like, actually doing stuff to make myself feel better. I talk about all these things. I want to do them. I need to actually put in the effort to fucking do them. That's my issue is want to do them, I have my mind set on doing them, and then when it comes to action time, no follow-through. Gotta work on that. Yeah. Also need to have a routine with Daniel. So, like, this is what we do at this time. This is what we do at this time. Like, after dinner, I need your help doing this and that. Like, getting a routine with the kids, which our kids have a decent routine. They really do. They get home, so we get up in the mornings, they get ready for school, they get on the bus, they have all their routine at school, get home from school, get their snack, do their homework if they have any, and then play outside until dinner time. Dinner, we watch a movie or play a game or something as a family, and then bedtime. So, I need to get some type of routine for our house because when Steven was on the road, it was really easy for me to have a routine with the kids Hmm. because I was the one making the decisions. It was like, I'm the one deciding what time everybody goes to bed. Well, now Steven's home and he's like, oh, but I'm snuggling or I'm playing or I'm doing this with the kids or, oh, Remy and I are playing this game. Let us finish and then we can turn on a movie for everyone everyone to watch. 
I'm like, strangle you. Because it is way past everyone's bedtime. I'm exhausted. And you're tired too. And I know you are. You want to keep playing this game. And I understand that you want to keep playing the game with Remington. But we need to get to bed. Yep. Then it'll be like nine o'clock, and I'm like, I'm so tired, and these kids are being hellions. Yep, they're wound up because they hit that second one. They get out of the bath, they're so ready. To- All of a sudden, everybody else is doing things, so they have to do. And then yeah. they're fighting sleep, and then they're assholes. My kids do. I did have a decent routine like last year when Steven was gone with the kids. Because we got up at, like, I didn't wake the kids up until 7. Start getting ready because I took them to daycare. Mm-hmm. And I would get ready between 6.30 and 7. Get their stuff ready. And then wake them up at 7. Or a few minutes after. Usually, right. like, 7.15. We'd be out the door by 7.30 to yeah. head to daycare. And it was so much easier. And now it's, like, I feel like our house, we're just in, like, fight or flight mode. So it's like somebody's going to get yelled at if everything doesn't go perfect in the morning. But then that one person flies off, like one of the kids, mm-hmm. and it's just all hell breaks loose. Feel that. Fucking feel that. So we don't have a good morning routine. I have a good bedtime routine or morning routine. It's gotten the morning has gotten better because Steven started getting them waked up or woken. Yeah. What's the word? Woke up. Woke up, so Steven started waking the kids up, and then I get them dressed. So I get their clothes laid out, or he does, and then he'll wake them up, I'll get them dressed, and then we're out the door. So, like, that's the last thing we do before we walk out the door. Wake the kids up, dress them, and we're out the door. But it just seems like something always happens. So, like, this morning, I was laying in bed. Steven gets up to take a shower. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lay in bed because I can't get into the bathroom to brush my teeth or put my contacts in or anything like that. So I'll just lay in bed for a little bit. It's like 7.15 by the time I wake up. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, shit, like 45 minutes went by. And I'm like, I got to hurry up, get up, get myself ready, get the kids stuff ready and try to go out the door. And then Steven's like, I'll take the kids. And I was like, "Okay, that would be great. And then he's like, you're not going to help me find clothes for the kids because, you know, I'm taking the kids to daycare. So usually we you know, take turns with certain things like that. And I'm like, I got to go. I'm going to be late. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, whatever. So like he was kind of in a pissy mood. Yesterday morning, he wakes up late. I'm getting up or I'm up and dressed and I'm starting to get the kids dressed. Well, Morris has to go potty. So he goes into the bathroom. And I was in the one, our big bathroom, getting ready. So he went to the little bathroom to get himself ready, and he's putting his contacts in. And Steven struggles with his contacts, getting them in and out, because he doesn't do it often enough. Like, Steven's in there, Morse has to go potty, Morse goes in there, stands up on the toilet seat, and pisses all over Steven. So Steven's screaming, Morse is crying, and then... Morris comes out there, and I'm like, buddy, we got to get dressed. We got to get dressed. Piper's crying because she wants something, and I'm trying to deal with Morris. It was just a bad morning. Oh, good God. Yeah. Steven's like, I had piss from my nipples to my toes. <laughs> I'm like, Steven, he is two years old. He could not have peed that high. Oh, my God. 
I don't have that story. Me and Daniel just fight a lot in the morning because I'm, if I don't wake up in time, like I'm already just in a bad fucking mood. I have told him multiple, multiple times, like the best thing you can do is help me with the fucking, okay? And tell me why this motherfucker's got to take a 30 minute shit. Every morning. Every, every fucking morning. I do not wake up and nothing starts working. Like nothing starts working as soon as I wake up. Nothing. So like as soon as I wake up, I'm just in like autopilot. Yeah. Like I know I've got to get ready. I know I've got to brush my teeth, put my contacts in, do my hair, get dressed, get the kids stuff. So I don't want anything to eat. I don't want anything to drink first thing in the morning. I don't have to go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. And Steven wakes up and he's like, oh, I got shit. I'm like, how? Yeah. You've been awake five seconds. How? I don't understand. And it drives me insane. Or like, and I've told him this multiple times. He'll be like, what do you need me to do? Motherfucker, look. Look at the kids. Look at the situation and be like, oh, I can problem solve here. I can get that kid's shoes on. I can get that kid's clothes. I told him it's been months ago. I was like, I looked at him and I said, you're not stupid. Stop acting like you. Like you're not dumb. You can look at something and you can be like, okay, that needs done. The kid needs shoes. The bottle needs filled. Literally, I don't know. Figure it out. Like I'm already in my brain thinking of shit that I've got to get done. Like, look and see what you can do to help me. Because if not, I'm literally going to beat the shit out of you this morning. My thing is, so I wake up late and I try to. So, like, I get myself ready and then I try to help with whatever else. So, if it's, so like, this morning, Stephen, I knew he was taking the kids to daycare because he was going in late to work. So, I was like, okay, well, you've got the kids. You have the time. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. And I don't have to get the kids dropped off at daycare. Like, you're doing that. We don't have to be at our appointment until 8.30. Like, it's fine. So I'm like, okay, do you need me to do anything? And he's like, well, if you could have washed some of Piper's clothes last night. I was like, I did. Like, I washed both the kids' clothes. I was like, there should be some. Did you get them out of the dryer? Yeah, they're here in this laundry basket. So I like look through it and he's like, I already looked through that. It's like, you don't trust me. Like you motherfucker. I was like, it's not that I don't trust you. Like, honestly, it's, or he said it was disrespectful that I was double checking the clothes. Like I didn't trust him. I was like, honestly, it's disrespectful for you to say that to me because I know that I washed clothes. Like, I know I washed some of her clothes, too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I can't find a single shirt here. And I was like, well, I know I did. Like, no for a fact. So I looked through it again. He's like, you're so disrespectful. It's like you don't trust me. And I was like, whatever. I got to get to work. I was trying to be helpful. Good but then job. mornings that he's running late, he's like, okay, I got to go. I love you. And he walks out the door. Walks out, yeah, just leave. Before even, like... Hey, is there anything I can do? Like, you're going to be late. Do. Is there anything I can do? No, he just walks out the fucking door. It's been a couple weeks ago, but I was running. I got all the kids ready, got them all ready to go. I had to clean a house that morning. Had to be there 8 o'clock, right? Had to drop Hazel off with Condra. All of that. 
this motherfucker, it is quarter till eight, looks at me instead of being like, hey, honey, what can I do to help you? Um, I see that, you know, you're running a little bit behind or whatever. He was just moseying around the house, doing whatever he wanted to do. Had the audacity to look at me and say, you're going to be late. Yeah. I'm going to choke you. I was so mad. I slammed the door. Me and Hazel left. I was so I mad. I could have killed him that day, honestly. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said or, that. But literally, I could have ended his life that day. What gets me is, I just got up earlier, like I did. All right, motherfucker, if you see that I'm not awake, you should wake, wake me, me up. up. I do every morning. So, I don't know, for a couple months, probably one month straight, like I'm probably exaggerating. So, like one month straight, Steven was not sleeping well. So, like he would sleep in in the morning. So, I would get up, start getting myself dressed, and then about halfway through me getting ready and kids' clothes laid out and that kind of stuff. I would go over and I'd be like, hey, you know, it's a few minutes after seven. You should get up. He would never wake me up. He'd either wake me up at like 630. Hey, it's 630. Like, I'm not ready to get up. I'll wait a few minutes. But then after seven, he just leaves me. Like, dude, are you kidding? Wake you up all the time. And then, like, he can't sleep in the mornings, sleep in in the mornings, so I can. So, on the weekends, I sleep in, usually on, like, Saturday, and that's my day of rest. Like, I sleep in a little bit, he handles the kids, does everything, and then he'll wake me up about 10 with breakfast and coffee, or just coffee. I'm okay with just coffee. And so, I get up and whatever, and he's like, you're going to let me sleep in tomorrow? I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. So, first child's up. Sunday morning, and I would go out there to the living room, get him something to eat, something to drink. You know, we watch a movie. And then he comes out. Like, I couldn't sleep. You guys were being too loud. It's like, we were not. You just can't sleep. Nothing drives me insane more that than when I tell Daniel that I'm going to take a nap and this motherfucker falls asleep. Yep. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take a nap. And we're both in the living room. And I'm like, anytime he takes a nap, even if it's in the living room, I tell the kids, I'm like, you guys have to be quiet. And there are two things that happen whenever I try to take a nap. And I tell him that I'm going to try to take a nap. One, the kids fight like crazy, beat against the door, come in the living room, scream, tattletale, all of that. And he does not handle it. And so then I have to get up and handle it. Or this motherfucker's like, okay. Kidding me, Daniel Allen. I get so mad at him. For a while, Stephen was getting up early. So he'd get up at like 5 36 o'clock. Go have his alone time in the living room, like watch his show or, you know, sit on his phone or whatever, take a shower, get ready, and make coffee. And come in, you know, start making noise to where I would wake up and then we get the kids up and whatever. And then in the evening, he'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. And I'm like, well, it's only like five, five o'clock. Like, let's just hang out inside and we'll watch a show or whatever. We'll fall asleep for like an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. And like, it's a nap. So like he dozes in and out. Right. Then bedtime, he'll be like, 
Well, I'm going to bed. It's nine o'clock. I've been up since five. Right, but you had a two-hour nap earlier. I've been up since six and haven't gotten a single nap today. And I'm going to have to get up with the kids tonight. I'm like, so how does that work? You, because he can fall asleep in his chair. I can't. Right. Like, I'll be sitting in the living room with the kids and not fall asleep. Fall asleep in the chair at whatever time. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to sit here in silence and try to keep the kids quiet. Or, you know, even if it's later at night, so like 9, 930. And the kids will fall asleep. He'll fall asleep. And I'm like, well, I'm just, I guess I'm just stuck here because I've got two kids piled on top of me and I yep. can't get up. Usually you'd come over, pick one of the kids up, take them to their bed. I get the other one. Stuck here. Be like, well, I've been up since five o'clock. So tired. Yeah, but you had a nap. I don't ever get a nap. I'm not I get- a napping person. I am. I want that. I've been that way forever. Literally forever. I'm a napping person. That is just who I am. And I have gotten so much shit over the years about taking naps. It's always going to be who I am. Like, it's never going to change. And that is fine. I just, I am not a napping person. And like on the weekends that we have Remington, he'll be like, oh, well, I, you know, I think I, I want to go inside. And I'm like, why? Well, I'm tired. And I was like, buddy, like, the afternoon this is when the fun stuff happens like this is when we're gonna do stuff outside and our little ones don't nap on the weekends very rarely do they nap on the weekends does not nap whenever it's just me like whenever she's at home yeah if she is at home if she's not at daycare she does not take a nap and that makes for such a better nighttime transition it does because they go to bed easier because they're so tired because they didn't get that midday and like piper's old enough She's not, she doesn't need naps anymore. Right. She's not the napping kid at daycare. She doesn't need those anymore. I'm a better person when I take it. I need, I honestly, 1000% need a nap every day. But my body also hates me. So like, it's just how I function anymore. Like I have to at least rest my eyes for 30 minutes like even if it's not an actual two-hour nap which i like to take i have to rest for 30 minutes i've got to close my eyes i've got to reset um i'm not very nice if i could like my best day would be staying up all night cleaning watching my shows doing whatever i want then sleeping in the next morning on on uninterrupted any uninterrupted sleep sounds yes it does but like that would be my ideal sleep schedule like and i don't mind it so whenever i wasn't working and i was home with the kids i wouldn't sleep almost all week i'd stay up till midnight because i had the kids wake up schedules timed so like we would go to bed and they were going to bed at like 8 30, 9 o'clock. They would go to bed at 8 30, 9 o'clock. One of them was up at like 10 30 for a drink or to go potty. So Piper. And then Morris was up at midnight. He just needed his his dink put back in his mouth, so his pacifier. And then 
Morris was again at like three or four because of his dink. And then Piper was up at 6.30 every morning. Then Morris was up about eight. But I would stay up most of that time. So I'd stay up until at least midnight because I knew that I wouldn't get enough uninterrupted sleep during that period. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. So I would stay up. And then Piper was pretty good. Like I could turn a movie on and sleep in the living room while Morris was still sleeping. Get her a drink, get her a snack, and then I'd fall kind of back asleep on the couch until about 8 o'clock when Morris woke up. I still do that shit. I'm like, y'all are good. Your dad's literally in the other room. Like, Hazel's here half the time. She only goes to daycare part-time, and I'm like, girl, I'm going to lay down, sit here and watch TV, or you go get your dad. Your dad's literally in the other room, as long as he's not on the phone, because... And that's a whole nother fucking. But usually our kids are really good. And Hazel, Daniel works from home. Hazel's really good. Yeah. Whenever you're raised around a parent that works from home, it becomes a norm. Yeah. But then again, it could confuse Hazel to not ever go to him. Like, for little issues like in the evenings and stuff when he's off so like you know the jokes about how like the mom goes to the bathroom for five minutes and the kids beat on the door for a fruit snack to be open after walking past their dad yeah like that meme or whatever so like it could confuse her nah she still goes in there anytime yeah anytime she don't care she really doesn't even care if he's on the phone she'll try to ask him a question i'm like hazel you gotta leave your dad alone right He's on the phone. If you hear your dad on the phone, leave him alone. Because then he'll look at me like, I can't believe you. Phone, And I'm like, motherfucker, she's two. She does whatever she wants. She's the boss. Okay. All right. We're going to do this new thing on the podcast. Okay. And I have some people who want our advice. On what? I'm going to read them. Okay. Um, let's see. Which one do I run over? Need to come up with a name for this section because I want to keep doing it. And I want the rest of our listeners right in if they need our advice or just want our opinion on something. Bring it to us so we can give it to you. Because although we don't really have great advice, we have some and our opinions. We like them. Really good opinions. Or like assholes. Everybody have one, but they all stink. Except for ours. Ours are pretty good. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I want to do this one. This one's a Put up on one of these screens so I can see it. I'm going to read it to you. It. Is it possible to make a marriage work if he che- Is it possible to make a marriage work if she's cheated? I'm 25 years old. He's 31. And we've been together for five years. 
He cheated on me during the first years of our relationship. It was long distance. He had a friend with benefits for two years. I just learned about it and confronted him. He lied to my face, but accepted it after. He didn't want to justify it, just told me that he was an idiot during that time, begged me to give him a chance and work on it because he didn't want to spend his life with anybody else. We were married this year and are expecting a baby. My partner looks very regretful and doesn't want to lose me. He can't even look me in the eyes. Also, the last three years of our relationship were wonderful. He's so good to me, and we started living together. I just couldn't believe it when I learned that he had cheated. I'm just heartbroken and disappointed. I don't deserve this. I don't want to think that I wasn't enough to let this situation affect my self-esteem. I want to forgive him, but it's very difficult at the moment. I'm also pregnant, and this was the worst thing that could happen right now. Can I forgive him? Any tips on making this work? Working long distance or like having a spouse that works away from home long distance is very hard, especially in the early years of a relationship. Been there. Okay. I've never had the other part. That I know. That I know of. Would not surprise me. But if it was only a friends with benefits deal because he was away from you, I could I could see where it would be okay because it happened years ago. And if you guys are happy and your life is progressing the way you all want it to now, as long as he promises that it was a one-time period thing and it will never happen again. I could see where you could come give him and not forgive him right away. I could see where you could come to for you. Cindy? I have mixed opinions on So, I think that is awful. I think that the worst time to hear about your partner cheating on you, even if it wasn't right then, even if it was years ago, the hardest part is when you're pregnant. Absolutely. Well, honestly, any time when your hormones are high or low, so like after you have the baby and you're, you know, if you decide to breastfeed, your hormones are constantly changing. So that would be a hard time. You know, after you get done breastfeeding, if you decide to do that, like your hormones are changing as well. So honestly, I could see where he would say that right now because he wanted to get everything off of his chest. Because he, he didn't w- tell her. Oh, she okay. found out. And then he tried to lie to her. Um, and I think that's where. Yeah. Don't lie. Don't lie because she already fucking knew. Okay? She already knew. She didn't need you to lie about it. If I have one thing to say to you is that can you get through it? Can you forgive him? Yes. You can. And that is 1,000%. 
for you to do. Like, I can't make you forgive him. He can't make you forgive him. If that is what you want to do, yes, you can. Like, that is, that is your decision. However, if you don't work on that right fucking now, if you decide that you are going to forgive him and you are going to go ahead and just figure out the relationship as it is, because like you said, the other three years of your relationship, the last three years have been wonderful. He's been amazing to you. You got to work on the resentment because that shit will happen. Coming from experience, okay, and a lot of people already know me and Daniel's story. A lot of people know it, okay? It was shitty. What happened was such a shitty situation. However, we worked through it. It you guys are better people because of it. For, we worked and through a lot of things that were going on before that. Like Right. It that brought to light a lot of more shit that was going on, not like cheating wise, but like emotionally wise to each other that we didn't realize. Like I've talked about it before. There was a time when me and Daniel hated each other, like absolutely just fucking despised each other. Granted, it wasn't at that time whenever all this shit went down and I was pregnant when it it was awful. It, I'm not going to lie to you. I sat there and I cried and I fucking cried. I cried, I cried, I cried. Okay. Well, look where we are now. I mean, we figured out a lot of shit and we are so much better than we were. So can you forgive him? Yes. I am living proof that you can forgive somebody for doing something super shitty to you. It was the first two years of your relationship. That fucking sucks. But it's not happening right now. And I can't be mad at him. Okay? Be That's 1000% what I have to tell you. Be mad at him. Let yourself feel all of the feelings. Because all of your feelings are valid. You need to work through every one of those feelings. To be a little mad. A lot of mad. Whatever you want. You need to be that mad. That pissed off. That enraged. To be able to bring to light all the other issues. Not just this one, so that you guys can work together as a team to work through those problems to be able to stay together and have a happy, healthy family. Because it's not just being happy for you all. It's being happy for the baby that you guys are bringing into this world. And if you guys can't be happy together, then be happy apart and raise a happy child. 1,000%. If you don't want this if you don't want to stay because of this don't that is 1000 my percent that's 1000 percent my advice is if you're happy make it work not if you like if you decide that you don't want to be in this situation i can't make you do anything i chose to stay and i'm gonna be honest i chose to stay for all the wrong reasons because I chose to stay for my kids. Am I glad that I did it? Absolutely. We would not have the life that we have right now if I had made a choice that day. Take time to think. Sit down and talk to the closest people in your fucking life. But make sure that those are people that will not hold this over your all's head and especially Facts. hold it against. Need a friend. 
or maybe even a family member that can kind of stay neutral. Because if you bring this issue to somebody and they automatically get pissed and they're like, I hate this guy. Yep. It'll take them longer to forgive him than it takes. One thousand percent. You've you definitely have to be very careful who you talk to. Ours was public enough that about everybody in our little town knew about it. It was Daniel made a decision that he shouldn't have made. It never got anywhere. Like it never went anywhere, but it got public very fucking fast. Okay. Um but Although there were all of those people and like it, it honestly, one of these days, me and Daniel will sit down and we will go more into depth because I've also done things that weren't great. Like 1000%, I cannot throw all that blame on Daniel. And one of these days we will sit down and we will have a podcast conversation about it because everybody likes the gossip. Okay. I know you guys want to hear it. Anyways. Um, Pauline. I called her. And I was like, listen, that actually she showed up at my house. Called me later. And, you know, she is a person that I can call for anything. 1000%. She holds no grudge. She might hold a grudge, actually. But, but she like, won't act she, like she holds a grudge. Exactly. Like, she was real mad at Daniel. She was real fucking mad. But when I told her that I was going to stay and that this is what I was doing because I have to make my, you know, I have to keep this family. She understood. And she's like, it's not my place to judge Daniel. If you're okay. Supported you through it. For sure. And that's what you need is somebody that can support you, give you good advice to try to work through it, whichever decision you decide to make. You so, don't want somebody that's going to steer you in the opposite or, you know, in one direction more than the other. You need somebody that's very open-minded. Yep. And honestly, if you do not have that person, we will be that person for you. For sure. You can message us anytime. Yes. Because we've been there. So, I think that's really the last that I have to say about it. All you wanted to know was if... You could forgive him and any tips on making it work. And the only tip that I have to make it work is to make sure that you feel all your emotions and fucking talk about it. Talk about it with them because that trust is going to be lost for a little bit. Thousand percent the honest truth. You're not going to have trust for a hot fucking minute. But you can't always get that trust back. For sure. Don't build the resentment. Because let me tell you, that shit sucks too. And that it's hard to not. Okay. So I'm done with that one because that one I don't like anymore. I don't like it. I don't know why you guys got to send this shit. <laughs> so what are we going to call this? I don't know. We need to figure advice out. Advice from the mamas or mama's advice. Mama's advice. Well, that's the end. The podcast and mama's advice. We will see you next week. Bye. Nope, we'll see you in 10 minutes. Just kidding. Like next week. Just kidding. <laughs> Bye.